Hey, and a very warm welcome to the Into the Light Web podcast with me, your hostess, Joanna Hunter, metaphysical teacher, spiritual life and business coach, published author, and the high priestess of the Light Web, a spiritual technology that will change your life. This is the place to be to talk everything under the Light Web from consciousness, relationships, to money, to spiritual business, and everything in between. Hi, it's Joanna Hunter here for the Into the Light Web podcast. And today on my Million Dollar Lab series, I am joined by Michael Moran, and I'm super excited to have this conversation. Hi, do we call you Michael or Mikey? You know, most people call me Michael. Uh, my sister call, or no, excuse me. Most people call me Mikey. <laughs> uh, my sister calls me Michael. I believe my girlfriend calls me Michael. And uh, but of course, you're welcome to call me Michael. Uh, people say, "How can you be called Mikey? That's such a kiddish name." And I'm like, "Well, I'm six three, pretty big guy. I can get away with it." <laughs> awesome. Tell people what it is that you do in the world, Mikey. Oh my gosh. I, I try to do a little bit too much, uh, probably a common entrepreneur problem, uh, but I'm in the beauty space. So we do a lot of stuff with uh, hair extensions, wigs, lashes, cosmetics. Uh, that's the product side, as well as we have a technology side where we have Shopify, a couple Shopify apps. Uh, we've built thousands of websites. We host websites. Uh, we have a whole branding division. Uh, pretty much A to Z, we try to do everything to help people get into the industry and help them become successful. Uh, I also wrote a book last year. Uh, we do events and pretty much everything related to beauty, though. I don't try to get outside of the beauty space. I think it's important to stay very focused. Uh, although we do do a lot, it all kind of revolves within the same circle to make us successful and our clients successful. Fantastic. So tell us how your journey started. You know, was it always that kind of burning desire to be an entrepreneur or was it just a case of it was something that you kind of fell into? How did the journey go? Well, uh, it's been pretty rocky. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I was born, definitely born an entrepreneur, which is kind of strange because people say, well, where did you get it from? Who in your family? And I'm like, I have a family full of non-entrepreneurs. Like how, how it just happened for me, I have no idea. Although I generally think and learn very different than anybody in my family. So that could be one of the traits. Um, so, I mean, I got started as a kid, basically, from collecting sports cards and comics to uh, selling lemonade, to babysitting, uh, any type of odd job where I can make a dollar. Uh, that's basically what I was doing, even at a very young age. I mean, started working the lemonades in probably fifth grade, making money, 40. I think I was making 30, $40 a day selling lemonade. I was a hustler. Amazing. Amazing. And tell us how you got into the beauty industry, because you've just told us like you're a six foot bloke. That's not exactly where you imagine a guy to first like be like, yes, let's get into the beauty industry. But I love it. I love that you're in this industry. Uh, the beauty industry never in my previous 
every day of my life before I got started in this, did I ever think I'd be in the beauty industry? Because I was in the food industry for quite some time as far as jobs go. And then uh, my first business, I was in the food industry creating the first packaged Thai curry sauce. Uh, that was back in 2006. And then I was out to lunch with uh, my business partner. And he's telling me about his girlfriend, how she wears hair extensions and wigs and how expensive they are and kind of the systems that were out there. Cause she kind of, you know, he's like, she's spending seven, $800 at the salon. I'm like seven, 800. I, I had no idea. I mean, I spent like $12 for a haircut and I thought that was too much. You know, I said, who's spending all this money on hair. So we just kind of got started with it. I, 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 I don't know how I thought I would be successful from the beginning. I was like, you know what, this is going to work. I think it was because of all the failure from previous businesses. I was like, I really felt like this time I was ready. Uh, we kind of had a big idea for it. Um, it we, I just really kind of fell into it, not having any previous ideas about beauty, which is just kind of strange, but that's how life is sometimes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And do you know what I really love about it is the fact that you just knew, like there was this knowing inside, like this is going to work. And, um, and that's something in my own entrepreneurial journey that I have experienced many times in, in, you know, I've been a serial entrepreneur and had many different businesses. And there is that, it, there is that weird moment and you just look at the thing and you, there's just some, there's that knowing inside and you're like, this is going to work. So we, we start off and um, tell us like when you first started out, because obviously you're starting out in an industry you literally know zero about, which is what everybody tells you, do not do that. So I love that you're bucking the trend there and you're just going, you're diving into this world. Um, what was your first kind of product or what was your first service or, or things that you offered? In the beauty industry? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in beauty, we started just with basic hair extensions um, which kind of started to grow. So as we did the hair extensions, people said, Hey, you need, uh, you guys should start selling lashes. Right. And we, we really have built this business by listening to our customers and clients. Uh, then we added a lash line. Then we started adding wigs. And basically once you have the customer locked down and they trust you, you know, as you can develop additional products, it becomes a lot easier, um, to add additional products that, they would be interested in. So, you know, I'm not trying to add some, <laughs> some other crazy product that has not related to beauty or our client base. So, you know, staying real true to our clients and their needs has been uh, really helpful with our success. Brilliant. I love that. And then you went into more actual, like, so we've got the hair products, but then we went into like the beauty products. So makeup and things like that as well. And is that part, tell us about your Shopify brands, because that's fascinating. Yeah, we do a lot on Shopify. Um, I have a lot of Shopify websites. Some people know that are us. Some I just use as like a test. Like I have some brands that people have no idea it's us. And we just kind of run different tests and other things. Um, but we have a great relationship with Shopify. Uh, so our main website, Private Label Extensions, you know, that's on Shopify Plus, which is a wonderful platform. Uh, I definitely only recommend it if you are probably doing at least seven figures in sales just because of the cost of it. Uh, but it's a wonderful platform. And, you know, you know, Shopify is one of these platforms that really help enable 
the user to be successful with all their partnerships and everything else. And um, I'm just a huge fan of Shopify. I was on uh, different platforms, you know, throughout my journey, but Shopify just makes it really easy. I, I love Shopify. I've tried it. I, and I've had a couple of clients that as a coach, as a business coach, I've had a couple of clients that we referred over there, which we think are, you know, were a really good fit for our clients and things like that. And what I love, I mean, I have a retail background. I used to have retail shops and I used to have hundreds of thousands of dollars tied up in stock. And now I can have a Shopify store with literally you know, thousands of lines of stock and not actually have the stock sitting in my warehouse, which, you know, for, for things like that, I think is just amazing. It's just an amazing, it's opened up the designer marketplace so much. I think it's really, it's really cool. And, um, and I, I think it, it's funny that you mentioned the cost because I've seen, I know that the Shopify Plus comes with a premium cost, but I've seen people really freaking out over the $29 that it is monthly for the, and I'm like, what? Because <laughs> I used like, to have stores. <laughs> oh my God. Like if you've been doing this for a while, you have no idea that $29 is the best $29 you can spend. It's for literally nothing. free relative to like 15 years ago when I got started on in e-commerce. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And even like, even 15 years ago, like building a website would have cost you like literally like the price of a mortgage or something like that. It was absolutely ridiculous. Right. And so, yeah, it's huge. And I like, I see these people freaking out and they're like 29 bucks. And I'm like, oh my God, if you just knew how much it cost me 20 years ago, just to run a one store before I'd even taken a penny one store, like I got no change out of 10 grand in, you know, in, in just in the, in the rent of the, the shop front and everything. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm a big fan of uh, Shopify as well. And, um, so you also have storefront as well. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. So we have five storefronts now, uh, maybe by the end of the year, it's going to be seven. We're, we're working on two more, uh, two more storefronts, one property we purchased. So we're putting a lot of extra money into it. Another property we leased, um, and that's almost finished. Uh, we're just waiting to get this open. We're just building it out. It's a, it's a lot of work. You know, people see the store and they say, oh, I could do this. They don't know everything that's involved. Dealing with the city. Oh my gosh. Talk about a nightmare. I don't care what city it is. We're in cities all the way up the East Coast now. Uh, you know, dealing with each city, it's going to be different in what they want. So that's always going to be a uh, new learning experience. But the, the retail, I think if done right, can still be really powerful. I, I actually had someone reach out to me on Facebook Messenger just last week. And she's like, Mikey, we got to open up all these stores. I, I have some fashion ideas and this, that, and the other. And I said, well, have you built your brand up online yet? And she goes, no, not yet. But, you know, there's something I'm going to do and everything else. It's like in this current market. Do not even try to open up a physical showroom unless you've spent years and probably millions of dollars building up a huge online presence that you can use to drive people to your stores. It's, it's a totally different world now. Uh, you, have to, you have to have that online presence first. I love that. I think that's a really poignant point because when I, you know, obviously when I first started 20 years ago, then, you know, the online was like, like we had Bebo. That was, 
I don't even know <laughs> if you even know what that is. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and and that was the social media platform, and then it was MySpace, and then it was like you know, and then eventually Facebook happened. But you know, but now I think it is that online presence first, and in really getting known there and having that almost like influencer to really create a store that's going to have success. Yeah. And just as a heads up to the entrepreneurs that are listening to this, you know, we talk about Shopify and how it's only $29.99 and how easy it is, especially relative to 10, 15 years ago. That's a huge advantage to you. But also remember that can be a disadvantage if we want to be really open in our conversation, because the barrier to entry to get started is now so incredibly easy. So that is going to bring on more competition for whatever sector you're in, uh, because the barrier to entry now with drop shipping, I mean, drop shipping wasn't a thing, you know, 10, 15 years ago, not like it is today. Right. I mean, we have a drop ship app for beauty uh, with Shopify. So, I mean, honestly, if someone said, Hey, Mikey, I want to start a hair brand. If I sat you down and, you know, how long would it take for me to be online selling? And I could probably, honestly, with our Shopify app, importing all the products takes minutes, setting up a store, getting some basic photos, blah, blah, blah. Under 30 minutes, I could launch a brand at this point. So think about that, the barrier to entry. So the important thing to do is to educate yourself, to listen to podcasts like this, other people that are doing it. So the education part is going to be your competitive advantage, especially from the beginning, um, taking courses and really focusing on that education side is going to be crucial, absolutely crucial for your success. So true. And when in with the education, how important has mindset been in your journey? Has that been a big factor for you or um, is it, you know, take it or leave it? Where are we at in, in that terms of how you see it? Yeah, I'm a completely different person on a mindset, like looking at my mindset today relative to just when I started this business, not even my first business. Oh, my God. It's it's <laughs> I, I can't even explain the difference at that point. Um, you know, so I really focus on education. I listen to podcasts all the time. Uh, I love going on and doing these types of podcasts because I meet like-minded people like yourself. I think that's so important for growth uh, and really connecting with people is so important. But the mindset of being able to do stuff at this point and the journey of learning through mistakes and just trying different things and different businesses, I mean, it, it's totally changed me over the last 15 years that I've been an entrepreneur, uh, for me to start a project today, relative to when I was just getting started in entrepreneurship, it, it's totally different. I mean, for me to create a seven-figure business at this point, it's, it's almost, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's almost easy at this point because I have so much experience. So if you're just getting started out, like, and you don't have all this experience and your mindset's not right, you don't have all the education and the connections and everything else, you know, it's going to take time. It's going to be difficult. It's not going to be like they say it is on Instagram, where you're going to just set up this store and, oh, all you have to do is this and then do a couple of email marketing things and blah, blah, blah. You're going to be selling all this stuff and traveling the world in, in first class. 
good luck. <laughs> I mean, it's one in millions. You might as well just play the lottery if you think that's how you're going to, you know, make millions of dollars, to be honest with you. I mean, it's really some tough love. And I think that's necessary because too many times people will uh, just kind of make things all uh, rosy and flowers and sunshine when, when it's entrepreneurship. This is a war, guys. I mean, it's a battle day in, day out, not just with other people, but with yourself, and your mindset because and that's the biggest battle isn't it with right. yourself right it's like it we call it palm sweating knees knocking doing it scared right because sometimes we just literally need to do the thing scared and we don't know if it's going to work out there isn't really a guarantee but we're putting all our chips on the table and we're betting on ourselves and it's such a huge thing and i love that you said that it takes time because it really annoys me especially in other entrepreneurs that maybe sell online courses and they make out their their courses are some sort of magic money spitting machine and there's literally zero work involved once you set the whole thing up it is just going to start spitting dollars out at you and it doesn't really work like that there's this inner battle as you call it this inner game that we need to work on and then there is strategy in our world and then there is sometimes there even comes down to being in the right place at the right time, right? And having yeah. the right product and and all of these things. It's, it's things that a lot of things often that can be out with your control within the entrepreneurial journey. And the time is literally the only piece that's between you and your results, right? I love um, the mindset of Michael Jordan. He said, I've never lost a game. I've only ever run out of time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think if we play this game, this entrepreneurial game long enough, we will all be that winner. You know, we all get to be that winner. But so many of them, they try it for five minutes and then they're not a zillionaire. So it must be broken. <laughs> and then they go next. <laughs> yeah. If it was only that easy. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I love But I love your confidence in the fact that you've got to this place now where you're like, it would actually be easy for me to start a seven figure business. And I think at this point, I'm at a point where I could easily build possibly not a, a you know, instantly a seven figure business, but definitely a six figure business at this point in time. It's like once you understand the principles of it, it is you can duplicate the results. And I think that's what's so powerful in this journey. Yeah. And a lot of it comes down to like who your team is. So I have a team of probably about 30 people now. So I have a really strong team, the connections I have. So I'm actually working on a project right now. It might come out and people probably won't even know that it's us, which is some of the projects that I, I, I do now. Um, and it's one of those things that because of the people I get involved in this project who are have millions and millions and millions of followers on social media are very famous and I kind of put it in their hands as kind of the marketing machine behind it. We handle all the back end. Like this thing could do seven figures in a month if you get the right people involved. But because I've been doing this for so long, built out the infrastructure, the shipping system. So this out there, you know, we're our next in next year, we plan on opening up in Vegas. And it's not just because. You know, it's fun to go to Vegas, but we're going to have West Coast distribution and building out all this stuff because we've spent so much time, so much money reinvesting in the business. And that's real important is when you start taking, when you start making money, don't take it out. You got to reinvest it. We got to this point. 
you know, it, it just takes time, but you have to reinvest. You have to be very patient and very humble along the way. I love that. It's true. My first business, I mean, I started my first business on 3000 pounds, UK pounds. And a, I built my first six figure business in my first year. And then I took all the money that I reinvested in the following year. I opened a shoe shop in a partnership. And then I opened a, a cafe and bistro with the reinvestment of my shop. And then I opened a second store um, the following year after that. So, and it was all like, it was just constantly reinvesting and growing the businesses. But in three years, I had built four six-figure businesses. So yeah, it's interesting. My a good friend of mine. We we just he's awesome. Uh, his name is Kendall Ficklin. He's a great speaker and um, helps businesses grow and such. He um, him and I were doing a, a a talk together, and he said something that really resonated with me. It's he said, you know, when you start a business, it's just like having a baby, right? Mm-hmm. And you have this baby. And you have to continue to feed the baby. Now, in business terms, feeding the baby is giving that baby is giving the business money, right? So if you starve the business of capital, it's just like starving a baby. A baby might live for a little while, but it's not going to grow. Like for your business, in that first business, if you started taking all this money out and you bought like some huge house and then a fancy car and everything else, you wouldn't have business number two, three, and four that are doing six figures. You know, you have to, you really have to ask yourself, what is important in my life? Uh, Is it going to be for me personally, which is generally we buy stuff to show off to others, especially now on social media. Uh, is it for me personally? Is this good? If I buy this fancy car, is it going to help my business grow? What if I didn't actually buy this? And it sometimes is honestly painful. It's stuff I struggle with all the time, especially now that, you know, I'm not broke anymore. And, and I say, you know, well, what if I don't take this money out to buy this fancy car and I leave it in the business and I reinvest it? What could that turn into in say two or three years? So it's how long do you want to hold back from taking money out and really that gratification? How long can you, can you hold off from that self-gratification? That's how things grow and get a lot bigger faster. I love that. That's so true. Let's talk a wee bit about what you touched on there, being broke. Um, one of the things that I have found in having built up massive success, having it all crashing down, I literally ended up, me and my family ended up living on welfare. So a bit of a shock to the system. And I've had felt the biggest, hardest thing in all of that journey was actually breaking the habit of not having money. Like even when I actually started to have money and things were a lot more liquid for us than easier for us financially, I would still have this like um, up until about two years ago, I would still like have like a real eat, like booking travel. Um, in case like, do you know what I mean? Like in case I lost money or something like that. It was so weird. And I'm like, I've got the money sat in the bank. Why am I freaking out over booking flights and things, you know? But yet I, I still had that. Do you, have you found that like, as you made this transition into, I mean, you've grown an eight figure business, which is incredibly amazing achievement, but like going from a place of maybe not having a lot, being in lack. And then moving into this place of, of being really in abundance, 
have you found that breaking the habit of that lack was a difficult thing? It's I'm still very careful because my experience of going broke and when my businesses failed and I mean, just my bank account was, I had to close my bank account because I had reoccurring charges, kept hitting it. And the bank kept charging me extra fees and I didn't have any money to pay for any of this. So I'm like, close the bank account, credit score, absolute crash. Um, I was very lucky that when this did happen, uh, I had, I had my car for a while. So my car was actually paid off. Okay. I had bought my house prior uh, and my mortgage payment was very low. I did at one point call my grandmother to borrow money to pay my mortgage because I was in such a bad spot. But as things continue to grow, I'm still pretty conservative because I have friends that are like, Mike, you can do whatever you want. Like, why don't you get this crazy, this crazy? That? And I'm like, nope, no, nope, not going to do it. Because my fear of going broke again is still real. You know, I mean, in reality, it's it. I don't think it would ever happen unless it was some crazy economic crisis. I mean, you know, something like that, but I, I'm pretty well protected on the, on everything else, but even with travel. So I kind of play a travel game. Uh, I love to travel more than about anything. So I'd much rather travel than buy some fancy bag or some crazy clothes or something like I that. Feel because you. I'm the same. At the end of the day, I mean, life is all about experiences, right? So travel is it. So because we've, uh, grown so big. We obviously have a lot of expenses at this point, And I have managed to really work the credit card reward system. Uh, so basically any personal travel that I do at this point is a hundred percent free. I mean, except um, for maybe perfect. taxes. Yeah. Like I just booked a flight to, uh, this morning, uh, to go see my grandmother up in Delaware and I just use sky miles and, and the taxes were like $20. So maybe not a hundred percent free, but I mean, this year, me and my girlfriend flew first class Delta One, which is the one with the beds and everything else, which I never in my life thought Fantastic. I would sit in. <laughs> um, you know, we did that to Rome for 10 nights. We were in Madrid for 10 nights. We're going to Paris for 10 nights, all completely free. Amazing. Right. So before Amazing. I used to use a debit card or pay cash for stuff, even personally. No, 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 no. That is a huge mistake. You have to really build up your credit, use the credit cards to get rewards points if you like travel and really utilize that. If you're spending money, you should be getting something back. So all my bills that I spend besides like say rent that you can't put on a credit card technically, but if I go out to eat, I'm going to use a credit card that gives me rewards points. Now, if you're a new entrepreneur, you might not have a lot of expenses. You might just have that $29 Shopify bill. And you're like, well, you know, it doesn't, it's not going to really make a difference because I don't really spend that much right now. And it's only like a little bit of bills and going down to eat some blah, blah, blah. What you're not doing is having the correct mindset because we were talking about mindset. So if you think that you know, if you can't manage it at a very small level with small expenses to get these points and really manage this, when you get to the point at me where I'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, there's no way you're going to be able to do it at that point. So yeah. you have to start today on a smaller level so you can graduate as you grow in time to this next level. Because it's not going to happen overnight. I can promise you that it's not happening overnight. 
That's so true. We talk about inside the million dollar experiment, we talk about ease, joy and flow. And if that you want those energies in your business, for instance, that you have to bake them in from the start, they're not going to like, you know, you're not going to get at this mythical point in the future. And it's going to be like, surprise, here's ease, joy and flow for you. Uh, when you've been hustling all the way through, right? Like it's, if you have no life in the beginning, trust me, when it when the business starts to become successful, you will still have no life. Like if you want to have life, you need to like bake that in from the beginning too, you know? And it's the same with this way. Like this practice, if you can't manage it with with smaller amounts, you know, you're not going to magically manage it when it becomes bigger amounts later on in the business is a lot, lot more successful. Um, and I love that ethos as well. It's so true. Um, I am so intrigued. I'm like sitting here, like thinking my brain's going, ch -ch 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 -ch, thinking, <laughs> I wonder what stuff I can stick on my card instead and just pay it off each month and, and get those points. That sounds brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as someone that likes to travel and, you know, there's a website that I follow religiously called the points guy, um, fantastic, fantastic resource that gives you all the inside tips. I mean, I spent a lot of time researching this stuff and I've, I, I still, even today, even after doing this for about kind of three or four years, I've been really in the game because for the first couple of years of the business, my credit, my credit was so bad. I couldn't even get a points credit card. Right. So over the last few years, as I came back to normalcy, um, you know, I still today am in educating myself on how I can tweak the system a little bit better to get more out of it. So when we travel to these great places, I mean, travel, I'm all about travel and travel to me is about being comfortable at this point. Right. So being able to get into the lounges, I, I never forgot the first time I was in a, a, a Delta Sky Club lounge before my flight. And I remember sitting there and I was looking kind of, I think we were flying to Thailand and I'm like looking side to side and I look over to my girlfriend and I, I think this was in 2018. I said, did you know if I even knew about something like this, if I was with a more successful person that maybe took me into a lounge like this at an earlier age, I would have done everything to figure out how to get in this lounge more often. But if you don't, if you don't spend time to learn about these kind of things, you know, and lounges might not be important to you, but that doesn't really matter. That's not really kind of the moral of the story. It's, it's knowing things are possible because there's all these other yes. people in the lounge. It's possible. I see all these other people. What the heck are they doing? And then you have to start asking yourself questions. How did they get in the lounge? But yeah. I tell you, getting in the lounge, because all of a sudden you're in the lounge, free drinks, Free food. I never drink before a flight or flying because I, I don't I don't like the how it makes me feel. But people like to drink. If you do, that's fine. It's free. Whereas you're not with outside of that lounge where there's millions of people where you're paying for food, paying for drinks. Like all of a sudden, when you could afford those drinks outside of the lounge, now you're in the lounge because you've done something special, and you you don't even have to pay for it anymore. It's unbelievable. I know it's, it's mind boggling. And I think this is one of the things is that, you know, we, a lot of people say, you know, the poor stay poorer and the rich get richer, right? I just feel like it's a different mindset with wealth. Wealth is a different mindset. And I even notice like now having more resources in my life, like being able to just book travel earlier, whereas when I was like kind of pretty broke, it was like a last minute thing we did. But of course we paid premium prices because we, wait, we waited so long. And then if you book in advance, 
you know, you get it cheaper. So like it actually, it, that's one of the things that messes with my head the most is that I actually had more money and things just seem to be cheaper now than, than when I had less money and everything felt so expensive all the time. But it, that goes for a lot of things, like things just get easier when you're getting bank loans and everything else. I mean, since we grew our business pretty rapidly over the last, uh, since launching in 2014, I mean, give you an example. We just purchased another property and f- within the company. And I was a little worried inside. I was like, I don't know, are they can approve for this thing? Like, you know, I, I don't know we sent all the paperwork, you know, I have monthly bookkeeping, make sure you have a good CPA and make sure you have all your monthly bookkeeping and everything done clean. They sent them all the documents, everything else. And they're like, yeah, we're good. We'll just see you, you know, at this date we can close. And I'm like, really? I'm like, holy cow. Only had to put 15% down on a commercial loan. Oh my God. Whereas yeah. a couple of years ago, it wouldn't have even been. They, they would have wanted. They would have wanted the deeds to your granny, basically. Right, <laughs> right, and that, and then at closing, the banker's like, "Yeah, Mikey, this looks good. Everything's good. You said you want to open in Vegas. Come on, let's get a property in Vegas. Let's let's get it now." And I'm like, "No, no, no!" I was like, "Slow down. This is already a lot that I'm getting. This like this is crazy." But building and building those relationships, so it's a lot about relationships as well. So Absolutely. we've been spending time building relationships with banks, with our manufacturers, with creditors. I've flown all over the world to meet with people personally, and it goes a long way, especially when things go crazy, like when COVID hit. You know, everything was shutting down, and somehow I got. I mean. Uh, <laughs> a very large amount of product out of China right before everything shut down, or maybe even when it might've been shut down, we're not going to say for sure. Um, but because of such great relationships and me spending, you know, really a couple months over there over a few trips, you know, having those relationships play a big role in being successful. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I just, I remember the first time the bank manager phoned me, to ask if there was just anything that they could do for me, Mrs. Hunter. And I was like, what? And I, I like, yeah. at first I was like on the phone, like, my God, what does he want? Like, what <laughs> did I do? Is like, my bank account zero again? <laughs> I know. I was just like, oh, what's going on? And I thought maybe being hacked or something, you know, and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, literally starting to sweat a little bit because he introduces himself as a bank manager. And then by the end of the call, it's like, can we do anything for you? Or is there anything that you have your eye on at the moment that we can maybe help you with? And I was like, what is happening right now in my life? It was just the most bizarre call. And at the same time, I was like, oh, is this where we have arrived at now? (laughs) Right. It's unbelievable, right? I mean, it's just, totally. it's a world of difference. I mean, when we walk in, I walk into some of the banks here locally. I mean, they're like, hi, Mr. Moran. I'm like, hi. And, you know, for me, I am super nice to these people. Like, because before they had no idea who I was or even really cared because I wasn't on the radar, which I totally understand. But, you know, that's the point of when you reach certain levels of success, make sure you stay humble along the way, make sure you try to bring others with you, um, give back when you can. Uh, We do a lot to try to give back as much as we can, but I always remind people, don't give away the farm because if you're giving back too much, it could stunt your growth. And then in the future, when you could have given back more. uh, So you have to kind of play that balance. And that's all just part of being an entrepreneur. And, you know, everyone's going to have a different journey. So you just kind of have to find out what's yours. 
Yes, I love that. And tell us some of your top tips for um, entrepreneurship, because you have, by the size of things, you've launched a lot of other people into their entrepreneurial journeys. So what is the kind of like great starting tips for anyone that's maybe listening to this, maybe thinking about embarking on the entrepreneurial journey for the very first time, or maybe another time, maybe they've already, maybe you've already got one business under your belt. What's your top tips? Uh, if you have one business under your belt, don't start a second until that one is pretty successful because you're not Elon Musk and can run multiple winning companies. Okay. <laughs> um, but just getting started out, uh, you have to focus on education. You have to focus on if you're going to use Shopify, hey, that's great. It's a great platform. Spend time going through Shopify tutorials. They have a ton of free tutorials online. Go to the old YouTube university, as we call it. There's plenty of tutorials of how to use the platform. Then you're going to get into email marketing. Same thing. You're maybe going to use uh, Shopify's free system or maybe something that's better and more advanced like Klaviyo. You know, spend time going through the Klaviyo docs because you know Shopify itself is kind of like your foundation. And that's a good foundation. But just having Shopify, you're probably not going to be successful in e-commerce. You have to ha add the building blocks, which is going to be the email marketing system, maybe SMS, uh, a review system, maybe a reward system, you know, all these kind of things. So you're going to probably get to a point where it's time to hire somebody. Make sure you really understand what your skill sets are and hire somebody that is better than you at something else, especially something maybe that you don't want to do or something that's kind of redundant. Um, you know, with entrepreneurship, a lot of times I see people, especially within the 30, first 30 days, they come out of the gate hot. I mean, there, that's all they can think about, talk about, this is all. And then it's like, whoop, and it's like, hey, are you still doing that business? Oh, well, you know, that. and then the excuse train comes through, you know, so make sure that the key is consistency. You have to be consistent day in, day out. And usually when I start something, even today, I say, well, if, if we do this and this can reach some success within two years, yes, I said it, two years, then, you know, that's pretty good because things are going to take time for it to be successful, especially if you don't have like a huge following online for your industry. Because if you're, you know, you might have a huge following online, but if their client, if your product or service is not really geared towards your following, it's not going to really help. I can guarantee that. Uh, so if you're just kind of starting from scratch, realize it's going to take a long time to build this up. As an example, Kim Kardashian this week, uh, you know, they, they have a huge advantage. Uh, she launched a new product uh, this week and she sold a million dollars in the first minute, which should be pretty inspirational. If that's pissing you off. Then you got to have the right mindset that, Hey, you know, that is that's, very inspirational. Oh my God. Very inspirational. Million dollars. Well, I, in I remember speaking to the entrepreneur who did the, um, or, or, or being in a room with the entrepreneur who did the, what they what they call the internet mile, which was a million dollars in 24 hours. And like uh -huh. Kim Kardashian's million dollars in one minute. I think she's just set a new standard, right? But people don't realize she's also been on TV giving out yes. her life for 20 years or something like that, building up her brand and everything else. So if you think that she just launched some new product and it was some overnight success, no, this is 20 years of, of her building up her brand. 
So and that's audience why and following. Right. And and the whole family that she has relationships with her sisters can probably post about it and everything else. So think about the relationships that you have. If you don't have any, it's time to start building them. Right. And being able to cross market with products and everything else, getting groups kind of like the group you're talking about is going to be really crucial because you can get around like-minded people. Because honestly, if your friends aren't entrepreneurs and you try to spit ideas off them, they're probably always going to say, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Look at my website. It probably sucks in the beginning. And they're probably going to say, oh yeah, that looks really good. It's not going to be helpful. You have to be surrounded by like-minded people that are going to give you honest answers about what you're doing in entrepreneurship. Because in the beginning, you're probably going to be doing everything wrong. That's okay. That's how I started. That's how you started. That's how everyone started. Absolutely. Right? So you have to just understand that, embrace it, and just keep moving forward consistently. I love that you're reiterating consistency because that's one of my main principles in business is consistency. And I think this is what you talked about of like coming out hot out of the gate and then hitting. And do you know the point that they actually hit? They hit burnout because what's happened is they're expending far too much energy for that energy to actually be consistent. They would be better off coming out of the gate doing less but doing something that was sustainable over a longer period of time so that the consistency happened over a longer period of time. But what people do is they expend far too much energy and then they burn out and nosedive because nobody can maintain going hell for leather 24 seven, 365 days a year. But we can all do a small thing consistently. Right. right, the whole weeks, and then reach the goals there. And although it might take you longer or over time, but once you start reaching, reaching the goals, it's like the compounding effect. They start compounding because the consistency is just compounding it through. I love this. I really, really enjoyed this discussion today. Tell people where is your favorite places to hang out on the internet? Where do you have, or tell people, like, first of all, actually back up there. Let's hear about your book first. So where can people buy your book? Uh, just search Amazon Fearless Beauty. Uh, it's called Fearless Beauty, the hair business blueprint. And I, I had to call it the hair business blueprint to really hone into my customer base. But really this book is a plug and play for any entrepreneur, uh, the first four chapters are about the mindset of entrepreneurship, which we talked about. I talk about Fantastic. extensively, especially with my own personal journey. And then the next four chapters are all about, okay, now that you have your mind right, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, it's, it's, been, it's been great. It's, it was a great um, experience of going through this book. I wanted to make sure that uh, I was at a point that I felt like my information was valuable enough. So I waited till we were an eight figure company before I did this, because as you know, there's all these fake gurus online that are going to tell you how to do all the stuff with business that, that I've never even run a business other than the business of telling people how to run a business. So I wanted to make sure that I, I really had been through it. And this is 15 years of entrepreneurship in this book. It's going to be um, invaluable. Absolutely yeah, invaluable. It's, Gold it's, in there. 
Yeah, I mean, just go read the reviews. I, it, you know, it's the reviews. I, I'm almost at 200 reviews on Amazon, Fantastic. which is pretty strong for a pretty new book. You know, the book's only a couple months old. Uh, so if you go through and read the reviews, people will say like this, you'll feel it when you read the book. You'll, you'll really be able to connect Fantastic. with it. So, yep, that's the book. And then to find me online. Perfect. Yeah, find me online. You can uh, Instagram, Moran, Mikey uh, is an easy one. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. I'm not as consistent with that because it doesn't take precedent over the core business, but I do make videos about business called the hair business blueprint. Uh, you can always find me on LinkedIn. I'm not there too much because I get like a million messages a day about their services um, that they're going to offer me. And I'm just like, what is LinkedIn nowadays? But you can connect <laughs> with me there. But usually Instagram or Facebook, you can find Mikey Moran on Perfect. Facebook. And we're going to yeah. link all those links below for people as well. So I want to say a huge thank you and congratulations on your new book and congratulations on your epic growth. And uh, yeah, if you uh, need party guests for Vegas, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Next year. Let's go. <laughs> so no, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you and thank you so much. You got it. Thank you.